Show me someone that's very successful that hasn't broke through barriers that were so blinking uncomfortable it felt like it was going to break them that didn't get through the other side. They're here to tell the tale and it tends to be that's where the success is. That's where the happiness is, the fulfillment. Welcome to the Business Mastermind Podcast with business strategist, speaker and author Gavin Preston. Tap into this meeting of minds between everyday business people on their journey to master business growth. Join them as they share strategies, insights and shortcuts to help you survive and thrive in business and life as you scale your business and achieve a bigger impact. Welcome to episode 18 of the Business Mastermind podcast. And in this episode, I interview transformational life coach, author, speaker, Caroline Reed. From a place of authentic experience, Caroline talks about mental health, brain heart coherence, mindfulness, and her really powerful A, B, C, D, E formula for tapping into the warrior within. This is an interview that gathers pace as we go. Real powerful insights uh, are dropped in as we go through this uh, podcast. And I evidently get very reflective as I dive into the conversation with Caroline, as you'll hear from my reflective tone. So hopefully that will help you take on board the profound messages that Caroline Reed shares in this episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Business Mastermind podcast. Today we are with Carol Ann Reed. And Caroline, welcome. Hi, you big good welcome. How are you? I'm fantastic. Now, please explain off the bat. I love everybody I interview to explain themselves, to give them uh, their own little sort of elevator pitch and the, the heads up as to who you are, what you do, and the difference that you make through your work. Yes. So I am a transformational life coach. Um, author and speaker. So I, my background actually completely, completely different and it did a massive U-turn um, around sort of 10 years ago now and it's seen me transition into the personal development world and mental health. And and one area of particular interest for you is mental health for helping people in business, whether they're yes. uh, small or medium-sized businesses to be able to uh, contribute or help uh, promote well-being in the work in the workplace yeah absolutely I mean we spend an average of 50% of our waking hours every single day in the workplace and I actually think if even if you were self-employed dare I say that's even more these yeah, absolutely. days yeah. um, but we're seeing such increasing rates of people struggling with their mental health so tell me a little bit about your story Yes. So my story, as I was saying, my, my background actually was in performing arts and uh, fitness, which I absolutely loved. It was seeing people be able to sort of lose themselves when I was doing the, the performing, in particular singing, um, and just giving them that that little mind space to let go and be them. I absolutely loved it. And Kind of the same with fitness as well, seeing people go through their own transformations, but it was very much physically. And I actually went through my own, dare I say, awakening, went through, I've definitely been through a, f- a few, but it was a, a big sort of wake up call. I fell into the wrong crowd, you know, that, that okay. kind of story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, fell into the wrong crowd and ended up having to completely leave my life behind. I thought if I cut my hair, get a new car, get a new job, move house, make new friends, like change my identity, that that would solve this internal battle and this this kind of mess that I found myself in. Um, and it turns out it was definitely through the loss of this self-identity. So I thought if I just change it, then life will be very different. Um, but months went by and it 
was the self-talk was exactly the same. Very, very low self-worth. And after that, I began to realize, hang on, you can change aesthetically. You can change your appearance. You can change your environment. Wow, does it come down to what goes on internally? And then I started to pick up the patterns of the same with the fitness. So people would change physically, but if they weren't changing internally, that they would revert back to where they were. And probably my biggest, again, sort of wake up call was I lost my stepdad to suicide and seeing on the outside that the big smile, the, and he worked for the NHS and you, you just wouldn't have known, um, to then actually big slap in the face of, wow, what is going on between our two ears? I knew myself and I sort of had this great way of painting on a smile every day, but then your eyes open to, he's not one in however many, the statistic these days and how underlining mental health problems are, yet on the surface, no one could see. So it was kind of through that, that I did a big U-turn and it was that I'm going to do whatever it takes to help as many people as I can whilst I am still breathing and here um, to sort of awaken what I call their warrior, that your past doesn't have to be your future and you can live a a happy, fulfilled life. So this has become... um sort of a, 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 what's the phrase, a calling card, not a calling card, but a call to arms, I it's about awaken the warrior within. So tell me about that, because I love it. Yes. So that kind of came around from actually honouring my own past and being like, Do you know what, I made some monumental mistakes. And it was almost through whether we say like naivety or just trying to fit in. Because when we get brought up, we don't get told to go and be yourself and stay true to who you are. It's very much fit in a box and off you pop. And then I started to notice exactly the same with clients, that they saw their past as something to be ashamed of or um, sort of skeletons in the closet. And they were very much victims to their circumstances. I was like, it's not the case. And then the more people, whether it was, and say an individual, a lot of clients have actually done this, um, They'll recognize that their past doesn't equal their future. It's actually empowering that they've got this warrior within them. And then, bam, they're either creating a business, creating a movement, um, creating, uh, whether it's like a platform online, um, a podcast uh, for um, suicide ideation. So they're now implementing this warrior within them into their own lives. And it's like a big ripple effect. Love it. So you effectively um, giving people permission to tap into that inner strength, that inner warrior. Yeah, I'd see it as I'm giving them permission to give themselves permission. Great. Because if we can get permission, we could take a horse to water. And we, we, we see that every day in business. We see that every day in our everyday lives. But actually, just maybe having someone to hold that mirror up and say, do you know what? It's made you who you are. It's shaped you into something greater than you could ever even imagine. It's like, yes. Then they start to feel it and align themselves and their lives to that. So before we can get into the how, because I know you've got um, a process, a model that you take people through to help them to activate the warrior within, to discover it and then activate it. 
Um, I just want to say that I think the need now is more than ever. You know, we've had increasing awareness, say, in the UK around mal- recently Mental uh, Health Awareness Week. Yeah. Uh, I'm also seeing more and more in the people I'm in getting in contact with in business and, and clients, growing levels of anxiety, growing levels of stress, uncertainty. Yeah. And that's having real-world medical impacts, mm. health impacts on the individuals that are working so hard to run the business but are starting to show signs of mental health problems. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's so brilliant that we now have mental health awareness. Yes. So I feel that more people are able to open up, more people are able to honour where they are and not feel that they've got to hide it away, get up and show up no matter what, and it's something to be ashamed of. But there's one thing, being aware of it. What's the next step? Like, how? what are the strategies for, let's say, business owners to implement into their everyday life? Because it isn't, you can't, you don't just go to the gym once a month and lift a few weights and bam, you've got the the body of your dream or you're feeling at your top physical state. Well, it's exactly the same as as the mind. We need to be implementing simple, This that's the key word, simple, um, whether it's a routine, a ritual, a structure, whatever it is you want to call it, into our everyday lives. Just as we eat breakfast, we want to be working our minds out to its resilience, isn't it? Really important. So let's what do you what do you think is different in terms of the way the um the, the demands on people now that's causing greater levels of anxiety, of concern, of self-doubt? Actually what why now? Good question. I'd say our um access actually to a, a huge thing that I come up against, um, whether that's in companies, individuals, business owners, is we have so much openness to comparison. So true. Oh, it's everywhere we look. So there's one thing being on, on, on our own path. Again, let's take business. But then left, right and center, we are inundated with what looks like these huge businesses and corporates that are striving and they're growing. And it's that thing of little old me. Am I able to do that? Am I worthy of that? If I was to get that success, can I maintain it? What are they doing? And it's like trying to ride a bike, but you're looking to the left and the right, you get wobbly. So I think we just have this openness these days, which is a great thing. I absolutely love social media, as as, as you know. It's a fantastic platform for business, but it's understanding that we need to keep our eyes on our own path. And again, resilience, that we're going to see it. Um, Rob Moore's recently uh, released an audio book version of his book called uh, I'm Worth More. And um, you're worth more. And, And he talks about the comparison curse. Yeah. And about how we're constantly looking through the lens on social media of people that have curated their life for the best possible images, best possible portrayal about how amazing and exciting and fun and rewarding their lives are. And and people then compare themselves to that and feel some or can feel somewhat inadequate. And yeah, uh, yeah. absolutely. It's like having a shop window. You're not going to put the back boxes in the in the shop window. It is the, I call it an Instagrammable life or an Instagrammable business. And we have that preconceived idea that, but is theirs real? I understand that mine is, yes, it's, don't get me wrong, some of it, if we want to sort of say staged, but that might be 
that you have, say, set something up and in the background you might have a little bit of things sort of pushed to one side. But is that just me? And that fear and that doubt and that inferiority complex and the worthiness is, am I not like everyone else? And that is real life. So, yeah, I think it's just really understanding that we are all out there and the more that we could be team players and authenticity. I am all for supporting businesses that show the highlight reel and also show a bit of the behind the scenes. Like people love that. Like any TV program and stuff like that, people love the behind the scenes. And I think when the more authentic the, the world can be and businesses can be, it's given us all the permission to be like, right, okay, I've, I've got this. I can show up as my true self. And life, real life, of course, and our journey through business isn't beautifully staged or beautifully created and all the highlights. Um, you know, if you take a if you take a movie, you know, we see a trailer. The trailer is 30, 60 seconds of the very, very best bits of the movie. Yeah. But there's a journey of highs and lows in the typical uh, movie plot as there is in everybody's life. And Absolutely. I think the ups and downs, the highs and lows, the, the good, bad and the ugly uh, are the richness of the human experience. And it makes us who we are. And we, yeah. sh- we should appreciate the good times as well as at times it might not be enjoyable, the bad times. But then again, the shapers like you explained about your history and experience about how it shapes yeah. you. Absolutely. And it's that one thing that I think that sort of marries together the mental health. Yes, we've got the awareness, but actually beginning to bring humanness, dare I say if that's a word, into the business area around the mental health is authenticity and also having the permission to be vulnerable. Sure. And that that doesn't mean that we take snapshots of us sat at the desk till at 2am in the morning and we've got like empty coffee cups all around us but actually not trying to live up to this perfectionist lifestyle and as a entrepreneur myself I've built a, a company sold my half of it last year I know what it's like to be on that thing of oh everything has to be perfect everything had to go through this filter before anything would get put out there and Yes, it's great, but I'm actually seeing a trend now, and I I don't know if you'll agree, that the businesses that are really starting to scale and that are fulfilled, the people behind the scenes are fulfilled, the owners, the staff, they have that sense of realness, authenticity, vulnerability. And I think that in this digital age, there's something special about that. So uh, I'm I'm interested, you know, let's let's talk about practical applications then. So somebody's running their own business, um, the they are juggling so many different balls at any one moment in time. Um, they might be struggling with certain elements of the business, whether it be revenue growth, whether it be cash flow, uh, staff retention, performance of staff, uh, problems with suppliers. The list goes on. Yeah. Uh, not enough hours in the day, struggling to balance time at home with their family. Um, maybe the health and fitness was a, a dim and distant dream in the past when they used to have time to go to the gym or go for a run go for a run um, and as they know they want to grow their business the pressures increase and they start to find themselves worrying more sleeping less getting more and more anxious and they get into a vicious downward or can get into yeah, a vicious yeah. downward we see it spiral. so often yeah we do and they don't know how to get out of that spiral so how how do you help people how mm. do you help business you know, business owners in that scenario? With that, I would definitely say the first thing is almost building a platform of 
actually understanding that they are their shop window, that they are the heartbeat behind the business. So as much as we might see that the staff are important, that the making sure that, as you've said, everything is running smoothly, there's, there's, yes, we, we know it. We can feel the anxiety. We can feel that, that, that we might be close to burnout. But there's another thing of if you don't take care of yourself, it's that oxygen mask, isn't it, yeah, scenario? Then I'd say that that's definitely step number one, which is what we'll come on to shortly. But that's self-awareness. There's no one there that's going to come and rescue you. The aircraft safety brief, put your own oxygen mask on before you help the person next to you. Absolutely, absolutely. So it's it's a bit of a hard-hitting reality, but unless we take action ourselves, then no one's going to come along and rescue us. But that's a a challenging thing for most people. Let's take fitting exercise into your your week um, and get into routines within competing demands of home, work, deadlines, emails to be replied to, blah, 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 blah. Somewhere in the middle of all of that, getting enough sleep, travel. uh, It's fitting it all in, isn't it? Absolutely. So I have this thing. So there's 72, 20 minutes every single day. Yep. So if we can't dedicate 20 minutes to ourselves in a morning and maybe take 20 minutes out in an afternoon, like we are a slave to the system. I love that. Like we, we, we just, ha- it's, it's fact. We have those, those same 20 minutes every single day. And if we are filling every single second with the pressure of the demands, then we are going to end up a slave to the system. So it's taking ownership back of that time. Time is energy. And I have this thing that 20 minutes in a morning, like it's a complete game changer. We're not asking to sit with incense and candles for for an hour at a time, anything like that, or go and run 10K every day. Don't get me wrong. We see people again on Instagram looking like they do it, but just 20 minutes. And I would always recommend the simple, again, it's keeping it simple, breathing. There's a great company in America called Heart Math, and it's about brain heart coherence. And especially as a business owner myself and people, as I work very closely with entrepreneurs, business owners, like our health is our priority. I know if I was to break my leg or lose my voice, business is going to take a bit of a, a bit of a hit. So we need to see our health as much of a priority and our mental health. So with this brain heart coherence, it's bringing them together beautifully. And the cool thing is, is you haven't got to, as I said, like incense and run 10 miles. It's breathing mindfully. It is literally breathing. I'll I'll give you a little example. Then anyone who is listening, like you can begin to implement this. Say 10 long breaths and we're bringing it in through the nose and then we're taking our awareness down to our heart and exhaling out through the heart. And that sounds like really weird. I totally get that. But there is so many fantastic research and studies out there now to show with our brain-heart coherence, it actually increases our immune system. And not just like that, yay, we're going to be happy and healthy and the heart is healthy. I'm talking like it. the white blood count in our body goes up. Um, for up to six hours, we are at the peak state of our immune system. And that is purely through breathing, through breath 
and heart. And then if you bring in, it's that white space, just five minutes. Do the ideas, the best ideas tend to come to us when we're in the shower, when we're driving. Walking the dog. Walking the dog. I've actually thought, do I hire someone to come on long journeys with me that can just take down notes? Because it's like, oh, it's always there. But that's because the brain has got white space. Mm. It's got time to be free flowing. We're not in the midst of the to do's. So if we can just honor ourselves 20 minutes, and even if it's a few pages of a book, a guided meditation, some breathing, a little bit of exercise, but I'm going to say taking those 20 minutes and taking ownership of it. So somebody gets up early, they're really busy, they're trying to get ahead of the day, get on top of their emails. tick things off that ever-growing to-do list before the rest of the team arrive in the office or the place of work. You're advocating 20 minutes out of meditation. That sounds completely at the other end of the spectrum. You want me to sit quiet? I can't stop that internal voice. So what might be a helpful way of, I think two things, practical way of helping someone slow down that internal chatter to get to that uh, calmer white space, but also build the necessity of that in their mind so that it goes up their priorities to to a point where it's as important to them as having a shower or cleaning their teeth in the morning, whatever it yeah. might be. Um, okay, so a couple of things. I'd say that we'd almost be, I'm just going to say, it, we'd almost be ignorant to think that us as an individual is different to anyone else, that we have even more pressures. It's very easy to believe that. And in the moment we do, the pressure is real. The anxiety is real. But as I said before, no one's going to rescue us. So we have to, this this is something that I do with whether it's individuals that are in a rehab center because their mind is going a hundred miles an hour, but their mind actually isn't all that different than someone that's the CEO of a company going a hundred miles an hour. Does that make sense? So they're having very different thoughts. Yeah but it's obsessing over the same thing. And if we have those 50 to 70,000 thoughts per day, they say that around 80% of those are habitual and around 90% of those are habit. So if we were to tackle that internal self-talk, there's a great CBT technique um, that I actually coach through the through the Awaken the Warrior. And for anyone that's listening, like just grab the nearest rubber band, <laughs> put it on the wrist. And each time you catch yourself having that thought of, I've not got the time, I'm so stressed, I feel overwhelmed, whatever it might be, we want to begin to bring our awareness to our thoughts, snap the band, and then begin to replace the thoughts with, I can do this, I am worthy of blinking 20 minutes. Um, I've got this, I've got this is, is such a key one. It's like a neutralizer, even if you're a bit like, have I? But just saying it, the brain doesn't know the difference between what's real and what isn't. So having that rubber band there, I got introduced to this years ago um, when I went through CBT myself and we've helped, I think it's over like two and a half thousand people now with this simple technique from boxers, heavyweight lifters, CEOs of companies, going into staff well-being um, in the rehab center, because at the end of the day, we are all very much going through something so similar, just different circumstances. So I definitely say that technique is great for changing that internal self-talk. Um, if if meditation is almost too far-fetched for some people, which I totally, totally get, if it is, I'd definitely recommend starting with Headspace. But yeah, yeah great app. Yeah, I would. I would say just getting your thoughts down on paper. 
we go around with what feels like a rattler of a million thoughts in this whirlwind in our minds, but actually just taking five minutes out and just writing that. And that's, some people call it journaling. I'm not going to call it that. It's just brain dumping. Get down <laughs> from what's in your mind onto paper. And what feels like a billion things fragmented is probably three things. And then that becomes um, something which you can then strategize for the day ahead. You can then break down, okay, what is BS? What is just yesterday's news that I just need to let go of? Put that into one column. What do I need to take action on that is a non-negotiable? That into one column, then split that. What can I delegate? Have Mm -hmm. I got to do all of this? I believe I was rubbish at delegating back in the day. I had to do everything. Um, What can I delegate? Then what can I do myself? And then what is the B priority? And then start with the A. And it's being mindful about how you're going to invest your time in the day rather than just jumping onto the treadmill and running as fast as you can throughout the whole of the day. Yeah, I say we're kind of like sea lions these days where if the phone pings, we're like, instantly it's got our attention. We could be like... <laughs> we should have got that on camera. That was a great, <laughs> great impersonation. I totally do that again. did a sea lion. <laughs> but we do though, don't we? Yeah. We could be like, we see it even in boardrooms. Like yeah. the phone all go, bam, attention gone. And it takes an average of 17 minutes for us to get our attention back, fully focused in flow state. So I I always like have this image in my mind that if we are a slave to our social or our phones, each time a ping goes off, each time an email comes through, each time the phone rings, it would be like an uninvited auntie or an uninvited friend or an uninvited colleague popping their heads into the office door and going, can I have your attention, please? Like we, we just wouldn't have it. We just would not invite those people around. Yeah, we have a device glued to us yep. that constantly has our attention. So one of the things I have to do, and I've literally trained myself, and it's tough. I don't like doing it, but airplane mode. Yeah. Good few hours a day. I'm like, do I say goodbye to the world and let them know I'm, be, <laughs> I'm still alive? I don't send a search party because I'm going to be offline for like two hours. <laughs> But I've learned to do that and it's like I can physically feel my heart rate relax, the shoulders relax and it's a little bit of gentle music in the background. Sometimes it's full hardcore rock, sometimes it's whales singing. But then it's like right now I'm going to get into flow and that's my top priority to get done. Great. So let's jump into it, talk about the warrior within and I know you've got a five-step process that you use to help people tap into that inner strength. Tell me about it. Yes. So it's a real, again, we try and keep everything as simple as we can because the world believes we shouldn't be simple. So the simple process is, we call it the warrior code and it's an A, B, C, D, E process. And A is awareness, B, belief, C, courage, D, discipline, and E, evolve. Love that. Yeah. So when I'm working, say, one-to-one with clients and we sort of, tend to take them through this process. And it's fantastic, as you could probably imagine, for our own mindset, mental health, well-being, confidence. But when it comes to implementing it in the workplace, it really, really raises um, the positive culture is, is what we're sort of finding. And A, with the awareness, it's not only the awareness of what's going on around us, like we're taught, but actually self-awareness stopping for a moment and checking in what's going on mentally, physically, emotionally. And 
So let, let me just uh, stop you there then. Yeah. So somebody wants to, right, I want to get a level of self-awareness. Yeah. But my head is a constant chatter of different voices that are telling me I'm not good enough. I've not. I've got to get this done. What if that doesn't work out? The worry and the anxiety escalates. So there isn't the space for them to hear that calmer voice that says, "I've got this," yeah. or "You've got this, girl," whatever yeah, it might yeah. be. Um, how how do the how does an individual get a level of awareness to be able to understand what they can then do yeah. in the further stages of the model? Okay. I'd say there's like three strategies and everyone's so individual that something might stick. You might be like, that would not work for me. Um, if you are a very much glued to the mobile, set in alarms and reminders. This is something I had to do in the beginning and it works for very digital minded people is every three to four hours, little reminder to what is going on in the mind. And it could be something that comes up saying, pause and check in or okay. raise your self-awareness. And then it is honoring that, not so switching it So in that moment, are you saying, how, are you asking yourself the question, how do I feel right now? What's going on? What's yeah. my internal conversation, yeah. internal chatter? Yeah. And it really doesn't take long for that to become a habit because as, as we know, the reticular activating system, the RAS as we call it, that will bring into your awareness what you focus on. Sure. So if we train our mind, it can take less than a week with a few reminders on the phone before it starts to pick up and notice, oh, hang on a minute, that was not going to serve you, that train of thought which you've just gone down. So I'd say there's the digital reminder for those that are probably more sort of kinesthetic, having the band on the wrist. And if you're driving and you're in your own little thoughts and everything's going on around you, every time you notice the band on your wrist, that's the trigger. So it's using it as like a trigger or an anchor. What am I saying to myself? Because it all starts with thought. And then if it is negative, you can use the band, it's there. Um, and the other thing is actually putting reminders up. Like this is so, it sounds like pff, I can't put a reminders up around the office and the building. If you really want to make a change, if you want to not shave 10 years off your life from having high blood pressure, stress, anxiety, overwhelming thoughts, yeah. Put them up around the office. It's not just you, is it? It's the rest of the team. Exactly. Yeah. And um, So what might you have as a poster around the office? Oh, well, when I first started personally, I was I had post-it notes on mirrors and reminders in the kitchen. And then in the workplace where people have implemented this, um, having a, just a big corkboard or a whiteboard with positive affirmations on or mantras just like, you've got this anything like that. And actually what we've seen is the staff love it. They get involved and it might be a quote of the day. Like there are millions online now, aren't they, from all the thought leaders and philanthropists. So they're there. It's just a case of learning and implementing them and putting them out in our vision. So first stage then is awareness. Awareness of what the, the narrative or the soundtrack that's going on in our own head yep. and how that's affecting our mental health and health, affecting us physiologically. So awareness, then what? Once we said, okay, I now understand I've been saying things that are raising my own levels of worry or anxiety or saying things that are malpracticing myself, not helpful to myself. Yep. What's next? Belief. Okay, belief in? Belief in self Okay. and belief in the process. Okay. Now, I can guarantee... There will be some people that will literally hear this and be like, what an absolute load of, mm -hmm. but you've got to believe in it. Like what we believe to be true is true for us. Yes. So having belief that we're not, it's not that old thing of, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. 
like we can with something called neuroplasticity. Science proves you can. So it's having that belief that one, that you're worthy of change, believing that you can find 20 minutes. When I say find, it's not like out in a corridor somewhere, we've got to create it. Belief that we can create that time. And yeah, belief in the system as well, that change can happen. Okay. Uh, And I suppose one of the things that will help individuals to believe in themselves is to know that they've overcome, they've had challenges before, they've overcome those challenges before. What's come out the other side often has had good associated with that and you've grown through that experience. So whilst at the moment it may be challenging, you have got the kind of muscle memory of having lived through and uh, and come out the other side alive yes as you know with it as a result of the challenge so you can believe in your ability to meet challenge and yeah. address it yeah. and that's that warrior-esque side of ourselves it's actually going okay I've done that before different hurdle but I jumped it and I landed and at the time it might have been painful but I grew from that I've, I've learned that and if if anyone's like well actually I've never been through this before it feels like the end of the world someone else there's seven billion of us right now someone either will have gone through what you're going through or is going through go find go 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 and seek someone who who, who you can believe in and they can believe in you so I know we keep using this phrase warrior and I think for me that invokes that inner strength that determination mm. fight to the end um step into an, an innate level of courage, strength, power that that means you're more likely to take action rather than yes. as, a, as, a, as a polar opposite to doubt, questioning uh, personal worthiness, etc. That you're, it's a, that's where it comes from, from your point of view in terms yeah. of the warrior within and yeah. what you're helping it's people been, to tap, tap into. Yeah, it's being a victor rather than a victim to the circumstance. Okay, yeah. It's a choice. Absolutely. And even though, and sometimes it's like, oh, you don't feel like you have a choice. You always want to go, but, but you don't know this, but you've not seen that spreadsheet, but you've not heard this. You have a choice. So that links to C then. Yes. Third stage. Courage. Courage. Courage to then implement what the changes that you desire again whether it's that 20 minutes in what the if morning. it doesn't work out what if i make a mistake what 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 what, what, what? fear 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 yeah it's the fear radar going off it's having the courage it's that old the fantastic book face the fear and do it anyway yeah courage is standing in the face of fear and understanding it's that thing of being fearless that doesn't mean you don't experience it it's fearless it's knowing that there's something at the end of it. I have no idea what it is in terms of, is this going to work? Is it not? But show me someone that's very successful, that hasn't broke through barriers that were so blinking uncomfortable, it felt like it was going to break them, that didn't get through the other side. They're here to tell the tale. And it tends to be, that's where the success is. That's where the happiness is, the fulfillment. So yeah, courage is a biggie. How does an individual improve their courage? Increase the courage. It would be, okay, so I've recently done this, writing down a list of what you would do, whether it's in your company, in your personal life, of 10 things you would do if you were fearless and then number it one to 10 of what you're going to do and go do it. Brilliant. And there's there's a lot of people out there that are literally, I'm on number four now and their business and their personal life is like shot through because they suddenly realize that, huh, fearlessness is just a state of mind. It's uncomfortable. And I think when we understand it's going to be uncomfortable, we're, it's that awareness of self and we just do it. 
But fear serves a purpose. Absolutely. You know, it's there for survival, isn't it? For protection. Yes. But There's no saber-toothed tigers, though, anymore. It's yeah. more the fear of judgment that weighs so heavy and pa- physically paralyzes people these days. So again, like there are days when I do quite a an edgy, say, video or talk about a topic that might not be out there as much. I want to go and sit in a corner and like rock. I, I don't, just don't want to do it. But I know that at the end of that, it's through that courage where the growth happens. So it's almost is that case of we've just got to stretch that comfort zone. Take a deep breath and do yes. it. Take that step. And, and sometimes asking yourself the question, what's the worst thing that could go wrong? Yeah. It's, it's bringing it down from that catastrophe mindset all the way down to very lineal thinking, actually, and logical thinking of, okay, am I going to, is this going to be the end of my business if I make this one choice? Is it going to be the end of my relationship? If I tends to be no, but again, it's sort of each circumstance. And, and if something really bad happens, you know, people, you know, I find it quite easy. I got this from a, a friend, a really good friend and client of mine who, when, when the pressure's on in business, when everything's been thrown at him, he asks himself the question, is anybody going to die today? Yeah. Actually, no. Okay. So that just gives a level for him. And then I, I, I've found myself in situations where that question has been really calming. Yeah. Nobody's going to die. It's all going to turn out right. It might feel pretty crappy right at this moment yeah. in time, but we'll get through this. Yeah. Absolutely. And I know as a, a fellow master NLP practitioner, the the language that we use affects our entire physiology and our emotions. For sure. So when we begin to change that and actually take that step back, almost put the emotions to one side for a moment and go, okay, what am I saying to myself? And what are the facts here? Let's lay the cards on the table. Likelihood is no one's going to die. It's going to be blinking uncomfortable. Let's see the problem for what it is, not bigger than it is or less than what it is. Absolutely. Great. So awareness, belief, courage. Yep. What comes next? Discipline. And I always think like the word discipline has such a negative connotation from when we were kids. If you were naughty, you got disciplined. But that's not the case. It isn't anything external. I've just got this vision of a very scary, very scary history teacher from school. Oh, not nice, not nice. Yeah. But that's the thing. We go straight back to this childhood, don't yeah, we? Where it's yeah. like oh, discipline. But without discipline for ourselves, it's. I always see discipline as honouring ourselves. So if we could almost change that, like the the association with it, but with discipline comes results. And it's whether it's the tiniest of steps every single day. Look at the compound effect. Great book, Darren Hardy. Yeah, love it. That, we, we just know that no one gets a heart attack from taking that one bite of the burger. It's the compound effect and exactly the same in business. To see growth, to see change, it is all about having the small, small incremental things with discipline backed up behind it and just making it part of our everyday routine, not really giving ourselves, um, it's almost like a little non-negotiable for the day. It just becomes part of who we are. So when you're talking about discipline, you say, I must get up and do an hour's uh, full-on high-intensity workout in the gym, um, eat a you know um, a pure, uh, strict 
uh, diet. W- what do you mean by discipline? Because you know, mm. there's people associate that with that. Well, I can't enjoy myself. I can't be human. I can't. Yes. So I, I don't treat myself. Yeah. No. Total. Total opposite. I see discipline as part of an identity. Okay. So if we see ourselves as scatty as um, overwhelmed as this, like we are that person. So if we begin to embody that as an identity, of, I'm actually quite a disciplined person. See it as a muscle. It doesn't feel out of the norm in a way. But it, that that doesn't mean to say that if you want to increase your health, let's say, and, and your mental health, right, strict vegan. And like you said, Tony Robbins for an hour every morning at 5 a.m. and then a cold shower and all of that lot. No, it's one, it's looking at what positive change would benefit you and then forming small habits and building on them and having the discipline. So if someone wants, it's, it's about getting the small wins yeah. daily, especially with the mental health. People think you've got to be all in or all out. Yeah. It's finding that sort of the balance in between and being disciplined enough that when the bad days hit, you're still going to show up for those 20 days, for those 20 minutes. Um, I'm a big fan of Jay Shetty. I've no doubt seen his yeah. uh, videos. Uh, they've gone viral. Viral Wisdom, you know, his videos on, yeah. online. Um, and his podcast purpose is, is fabulous. And he recently did a, uh, one of his podcasts that I recently listened to was with Ariana Huffington. And about she talks about her book called Thrive. And she talks about micro steps. And, and I didn't, like you were saying there, small steps. I love that. Rather than having to be full on, I'm going to hit the gym at 5 a.m. every single day of the week. And, you know, my calorie count's going to be down. And, and the list goes yeah. on. I'm going to be like uber perfect. Life's not like that. And it, for me, is if you're going to go from zero to like 100 mile an hour and maintain that because you believe that's the route, to me, that doesn't sit well. It doesn't doesn't feel no. congruent. It doesn't feel, but that the idea about, Let's give ourselves a break and do micro steps that using the compound effect that will accumulate over time to get to a result. Absolutely. And it's almost following a similar, okay, so there's almost two sides to the coin. To build a, a business or a company, it takes small daily steps, disciplines. And before we know, it's the same thing day in, day out. Yep. And then to scale it, we don't physically go out there and do it ourselves. And it's the same with our mental health. We... Take the small steps every single day that then automaticity kicks in. It just becomes a part of who we are. Yeah. And I actually think that as a entrepreneur or a business owner or a CEO, that we almost see ourselves as we have to treat ourselves the same way as we do a business where you don't have a day off and you've got to make money whilst you sleep. You've got to do this. And that's thing of 5 a.m. protein shakes, do this. It doesn't have to be the case. We're a separate entity to the business. We're humans, beings, not human doings. Yeah, yeah. So it's giving yourself the credit for the small steps you're making in the right direction. Yeah. <clears throat> I suppose the, the, the segue to, to the E of Evolve is the discipline is constantly making those cumulatively, uh, cumulative small improvements that enable you to evolve. Absolutely. On yeah. the money. And evolution happens without us doing anything. So once we get into that place of that awareness, we understand what we need, not what some person on Instagram says is going to be a great quick fixer for something, but actually checking in, having the awareness, okay, what do I need? What's going to fill me up? What where what makes me feel whole and good? Everyone's so different. And then implementing the steps that we've just been through and trusting that evolution will take place and evolving into that thing of that future 
self, seeing it ahead of time. I do a lot of work around um, what some people call it visualization. Some people call it like it's the the mind movie rehearsal, mental movie or mental rehearsal and actually seeing that that can be your future, believing that that is having the courage to go after it, the discipline and then letting it happen, surrendering to it and trusting the process. And for me, <coughs> that, that, that word around discipline, we said it could have a negative connotation for some. It's, it's that piece about choice, isn't it? Yeah. It's a choice I want to make regular determined steps in a direction that is going to make this uh help help me make this journey towards a result in health and fitness a result in my business a result in my relationships and the list goes on yeah yeah absolutely absolutely right and it's um seeing yourself as unique trusting that your authentic self is enough honoring what you need and Again, I'm just going to go back to that 20 minute window <laughs> and knowing that change can happen in such a small space. I, I'm, I'm thinking now of uh, the thread actually through this for me is about giving yourself time to stop and to think yeah. and to look after number one, that whole oxygen ma- mask analogy. Um, I was working with a group yesterday and um, we were talking, the whole work was around, I suppose, inner leadership and around how to set yourself up for success in work and in and in, in life and um this one lady she'd gone through a separation from her husband you know had to find a new obviously new home um readjusting her uh, child her son to that really busy with work yeah. lots of demands and there was a bit of sharing going on in the group and, and this lady works and the whole group were there they were for a big corporate in the uk and what what really struck me which um, she didn't say outright, but was for me, I could see it. It was just underneath the surface was, I, I, I'm putting my hand up for help for me. I don't have any attention or any time for me. I'm worried about what I need to do for my work, establish my new life, make sure my, my little boy's okay. Um, and I just, I could just hear this little plea for help. It said, what about me? When are you going to take some time? And it's a simple thing, but she made a commitment. And it sounds a bit woo-woo, but the look of absolute relief on her face when he said, tonight, just take 20 minutes, run a bath, sit with a book. If you want, you know, pour a glass of wine, whatever it is that will relax. She put some, and it all sounds really woo-woo, but the look of absolute relief, he said, have I got permission to do that? And as it it happened, um, her son was with his dad and she said, well, actually, I've got the house to myself. I could do that. And instead of busying herself or whatever she would have been done, um, it was, just that permission. Absolutely. And um, I think the key thing is not waiting for permission for someone else because someone might not go and run you a bubble bath, as lovely as that would be. Yeah. But we have to, again, check in. How do I feel? Am I in flow? Am I aligned with what I'm doing? Am I able to show up as my best self to serve myself, my business, my staff? Or do I need to take that downtime? Yeah, and, and I think um, I think part of that uh, journey is um, it's just being aware that there's constant strive for us to be more, do more, achieve more. But we, I know it sounds really trite, we're here but once, but we're supposed to enjoy our time. Absolutely. So if it's not a ball bath, it's a walk in the woods with a, you know with, with with some music in your ear, part or, or just looking around and just appreciating. But it's just like I need to take some time now just to. Enjoy the journey. Yeah. Imagine having a million in the bank and then not not being able to enjoy it. And I don't mean going and spending it all in one day, 
But having the downtime and actually the mental space to recognize how far you've come. And that's something that, again, I see so often in companies is that the the people that are the most stressed don't recognize, they, they, they know how far they've come, but they're not taking the time to stop, pause, take it in, whether it's give themselves a little pat on the back and honor themselves with that little bit of time that's the most precious currency of them all. So here's the apparent sort of dichotomy in here. The people that I see that take the time to enjoy the journey, take some time out to stop and to think, that have more of a smile on the face because they're looking after themselves and doing time to enjoy, they actually come with the better ideas. They make the more leveraged and strategic moves. They yeah. actually achieve the results. And whereas and, and my journey at times has been like head down, work hard, push harder. Yeah. Work, work, grind. work, grind, yeah. <laughs> and and have always been really good. You know that 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 work ethic that was instilled in me by my parents, etc. Um, right, I, I'll I'll put in the eighteen hour days, six days a week, or whatever, and just go. Whoa, I'm just feeling burnt out. I'm not yeah. enjoying this journey. And then I look and see some 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 people carry on and do that and achieve great success. But I also see others that make sure they have the time to think, make sure they have time to have fun, to enjoy, spend time socializing, um, exercising, whatever it is for them. Yeah. They're coming up with some cracking ideas Absolutely. and they're making their time count and making moves in their business, for example, in their life that is achieving a bigger result with less effort. So true. It'd be like playing chess without having a second to think between each move. Likelihood is, is we're moving a lot. We're getting a lot of spaces, but... We're not actually thinking and relaxing and breathing into it and looking 10 steps ahead. So that, you're absolutely on the money. So, so true. Caroline, how do people find out more about you, about your work? Um, So you can check out the website, which is www.carolannreed.com. How do you spell read? Oh, R-E-I-D. Yes, good one. Um, and the social is at Carol Ann Reed Coach. Great. And your program and the, the sort of uh, backbone to the work you do is uh, Awaken the Warrior Within. And yeah. do you have a particular program with it around that? Yeah, so I do a lot of motivational speaking um, and also half day and full day workshops as well. Fantastic. And those t- and then if people also, I know that you do some phenomenal stuff on Facebook in terms of Facebook Live and on Instagram. So they'll find that uh, on Facebook, uh, for your Facebook lives, yeah. uh, where, where, what, is Carol um, Ann Reed? At Carol Ann Reed. Carol Ann is C-A-R-O-L-A-N-N. Yep. Reed, um, coach. Fantastic. Carol Ann, thank you so much. Amazing conversation. And yeah, thank you very much for your time today. This episode of the Business Mastermind is brought to you by the Evolve Mastermind. The Evolve Mastermind is a business mastermind for business owners of businesses turning over between 500,000 and 5 million per annum. Their monthly events provide you with solutions, strategies, inspiration and insights to help you scale and grow your business. Each month there's a hand-picked speaker to provide you with relevant strategies plus time to mastermind with other business owners on issues that are facing you and your business. With groups in Chelmsford in Essex and Manchester in the Northwest and more locations planned, go to www.the-evolve-mastermind.co.uk. That's www.the-evolve-mastermind.co.uk. 
You've been listening to the Business Mastermind podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate and review so that more people like you can get their business back on their own terms, enjoy more success and create more impact.